You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. But in the larger political context, this is a dangerous and unstable moment in American history. This is now a conversation about weaponizing the justice system at the federal level. And Trump supporters hear that and they may react in a very combustible way. What happened, Joe? Well, a bunch of FBI guys showed up to Mar-a-Lago in beautiful Palm Springs. That's Donald Trump's own home. I was getting there. Uh, Donald Trump's home there in Florida and uh, confiscated a bunch of stuff, uh, crates full of documents. They got into a safe, which was empty, according to Eric Trump. Uh, All has to do, allegedly, with... Uh, mishandling of documents that were supposed to be turned over to the National Archives, and Trump took them instead. Now, if you're a Trump supporter or uh, Kevin McCarthy or whomever, you're saying it is absolutely uh, an intolerable state of weaponized politicization, according to McCarthy, um, and uh, according to the Washington Post, which is just delightfully, childishly biased as always, Top Republicans echo Trump's evidence-free claims to discredit FBI search. Hey, WAPO, Colby, it quits, David Weigel, and Josh Dawsey. Awful lot of men, awful lot of white men in this article. I don't see a lot of diversity in this article. How about y'all use without evidence a single time on Adam Schiff, or Joe Biden, or Chuck Schumer, or Hillary, or or James Comey. Use it one time against somebody on the left, please. And then we can take you seriously, you partisan hacks. Anyway, uh, I my position on this actually is I don't know enough no. of the facts to know whether this is a an untoward political hack job, a banana republic maneuver as Trump characterized it. 
Or maybe he did something wrong. I can picture Trump totally mishandling documents because he didn't give a crap. Well, I hadn't heard this angle yet. This is from the National Review and Andrew McCarthy, who is a former prosecutor, and uh, he does most of their legal writing for a variety of things at National Review. Smart guy. I always take him seriously. The FBI's Mar-a-Lago raid, which he has in quotes and gets to later, it's about the Capitol riot, not the mishandling of classified information. He said, there is a game that prosecutors play. Let's say I suspect X committed an armed robbery, but I know X is dealing drugs. So I write a search warrant laying out my overwhelming probable cause that X has been selling small amounts of cocaine from his apartment. I don't say a word in the warrant about the robbery, but I don't have to. If the court grants me the warrant for the comparatively minor crime of cocaine distribution, the agents are then authorized to search the whole apartment. If they find robbery tools, a mask, a gun, then the law law allows them to seize those items. As long as agents are conducting a legitimate search, they are authorized to seize any obviously incriminating evidence that they come across. Even though the warrant was ostensibly about drug offenses, they can use the evidence to charge robbery. Andrew McCarthy writes, I believe the principle is key to understanding the FBI's search of former President Donald Trump's home yesterday. The ostensible justification for the search of Trump's compound is the unlawful retention of government records. The real reason is the Capitol riot. The Justice Department is not ready to charge Trump for the riot. It lacks proof that he is criminally culpable for the violence. As for the nonviolent potential crimes it's investigating, obstruction of Congress, conspiracy to defraud the government... These are based on disputed theories that blah, 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 that we all know. Um, But they are trying to figure out what his involvement was in planning the raid and who he was talking to and all that sort of stuff. Not the raid, the uh, so-called insurrection on January 6th. Mm -hmm. And he thinks that that was all about going in there and trying to find evidence of that. And the reason that they had to go in the way they did, that you couldn't just subpoena, um, this is the sort of thing that... You might destroy if you right, have. yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's a really good point, and it's I'm glad he pointed that out. So it's you know a bit of a switcheroo. You know, I'm going through this Washington Post piece, and it's just you know, as a, if I'm not cynical enough, they go through in a very biased way, of course, but they go through the switcheroo when it comes to like Kevin McCarthy, who made powerful statements about Secretary Clinton's fundamental lack of judgment and wanton disregard for protecting and keeping information, uh, blah, 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 when she was fast and loose with documents using her personal server. He was aghast that anybody would would be irresponsible with documents like that. And of course now he's he's saying any investigation into Trump is crazy. Uh, Lindsey Graham said we're 100 days away from midterm elections. President Trump is likely going to run again in 2024. Launching such an investigation of the former president this close to an election is beyond problematic. Well, they point out that uh, Graham made powerful statements about we need a prosecutor, special prosecutor uh, outside the Justice Department to look into this matter, et cetera, et cetera. So, and, and some of you are super into that. That's fine. Like I said before, it bores me. The predictable partisan hypocrisy. It's no fun to engage in for me. I want to find out what actually happened, what the facts are, and then, if indeed, this is some sort of a weak effort to discredit Trump, full of, of lies and, and, and uh, distorting of truths and faked-up paperwork like the Russian collusion hoax, we'll hammer the hell out of them for it. I would just like to know before I say it. 
Yeah, the National Review also asking the question today, if the raid was not justified, then what? Will there be any penalty for if uh, if many legal minds think that wasn't enough to go into his home? What are you doing? Well, if the answer to that was yes, there will be repercussions, then James Comey would be in Gitmo, wearing orange, <laughs> behind a chain-link fence. <laughs> Oh, geez. I have no idea. I have no idea. I could believe anything. I was I was shocked when we started seeing those text messages from Peter Strzok and his girlfriend and stuff. The FBI agents, remember, that hated Trump. I was shocked by that. I thought people at that level of law enforcement tried harder to be nonpartisan. That, that was shocking to me. It was disturbing. And uh, and what's going on here? I don't know. On the other hand, I think Trump is capable of anything. So <laughs> who knows? I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. Trump likened the FBI search of his home to an assault that, quote, could only take place in broken third world countries. He compared it to Watergate. I would I would say this. Well, wait a minute. In what, what sense? They don't they don't say specifically how do you, how he, how do you compare it to Watergate? In the, in that case, the guy was guilty. Yes. Yeah, and then covered it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see if I can find. I can't. A specific I can't believe unless Trump has something that like really going to be harmful to him, uh, that got seized. Unless that is true, Trump's got to be loving this. This is he's got to be loving this. This is going to get a whole bunch of people who had supported Trump, but then soured on him back into the Trump camp. Absolutely possible. Yeah. Judging by the early uh, email reaction. Yeah. Let's see. I'm seeing if I can find this specific statement. I hate when uh, uh, these freaking reporters, they characterize somebody's statement using way more words than that person actually were, used. Why don't you just quote the guy? It's the Internet. It's not like you're going to run out of ink for your page and your newspaper there, Sonny. Just <laughs> say what he freaking said. News? Did you say news? Yes, I said newspaper. <laughs> cool whip. Uh, let's see. Cool whip. Uh, they even broke into my safe. After working and cooperating with the relevant government agencies, this unannounced raid on my home was not necessary or appropriate. Uh, where's the Watergate part? <sighs> I can't find it. Yeah, well. So, as we discussed earlier, this is the sort of thing where either the DOJ and the White House and the FBI will be making major announcements later today, or we won't hear a damn thing about it for the next eight weeks. Right, or longer. Jonathan Turley wrote... He's the law professor at George Washington University. He writes in The Hill, The raid will fulfill the narrative of both sides and in many ways advance both causes. For many Democrats, it will paint Trump as a felon in chief. For many Republicans, it will reinforce the resolve to see him run again for the presidency. Yep. Yep. As our old producer Sean used to say, nobody's mind will be changed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. Wow. Uh, you can always tell us what you think. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. we got much more on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
GoFundMe page has raised $60,000 for the woman whose house got crashed into by Anne Hayes. <laughs> okay. All right. Whatever. Send your money wherever you want to. Fine. There's a lot of good charities out there, though. I She wow. probably has insurance. Probably be fine. But. Wow. What, whatever. So the one thing I wanted to squeeze in about the Trump raid, Mar-a-Lago, et cetera, was whatever it turns out to be, it was a hell of a decision to serve a warrant, raid, whatever, search the home of a former president who's presumed to be running again. I mean, it is a monstrous, historic decision, and we'll just have to see where it goes. So. Having said that, I came across this article I thought it was highly amusing. Vox.com, from Pelotons to Pets, the pandemic impulse buys we grew to hate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. And it starts with this chick in Boston who bought an outdoor patio heater, thinking that she and her friends could hang out on their patio more, you you know, blah, blah, blah. And she never uses it, and it doesn't really warm very well and the rest of it. but then uh, plenty of people are sitting around their houses and apartments weighing their pandemic purchases, sometimes the house itself, and wondering, huh, what was I thinking? Considered a COVID-specific flavor of buyer's remorse. And they mentioned that early uh, on, people threw money. Well, just people tend to throw money at problems. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, some buyers have uh where's that oh that's so boring stop it um take a peek at secondary marketplaces online and you can see a plethora of items like pelotons and bicycles that you couldn't buy a year and a half ago Uh, you couldn't get them a peloton is what is a peloton that's a it's like a super advanced computer hooked up exercise bike okay have you ever used one yeah Mm -hmm. you like them yeah yeah that's fine would you own one uh, maybe, but I kind of went back to the elliptical at the uh, health club I hang out at. I hang out at. I visit it occasionally. Um, but then uh, you can certainly find them now. Uh, practically everybody has a story of a questionable pandemic buy. Some are trivial, such as a board game that's now unused or a pair of roller skates. Others are aspirational, like a treadmill or a bread machine. Others carry more weight. Then they get into this chick who's one of many, many, many people who got themselves a dog, a pandemic pet. And, you know, it's I'm not going to criticize her too much because we've had some of these thoughts after we adopted Baxter. But they've just retired this girl and her husband. Um, They've lost the spontaneity, ability to go places at the drop of a hat. Yep. They worry that the dog's going to be lonely if they're gone for too long. Doesn't do well in the car. The dog is cute, but it's bigger than they thought it would be. Quote, I'm looking at this dog and thinking, 15 years of my life, what am I going to be like when this dog finally kicks the bucket? I say that all the time to people. I'm a dog lover, but it is a pretty major lifestyle change to get a pet. And if you're not committed to it for the next 12 to 15 years, then don't do it. Yes. They mentioned that... um, Two-thirds of new home buyers who bought homes during the pandemic feel remorseful. Now, maybe the bottom line isn't they wish they hadn't, but some of the decisions were rash. And, and well, they get into to regret buying your house, though. That's a big one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a good point, but it's pathetic. 
this uh, professor of marketing at Northwestern University said, Consumers may have overestimated how long the duration of their changed circumstances would last. They thought fully remote work would go on forever or that social outings would be permanently depressed. People moved to the suburbs thinking they'd never want to commute back to the city. They got pets without thinking ahead to what that meant once travel picked up again. Quote, some purchases would have been apt at the time that were made, but not so much when circumstances changed again. Then it gets uh, into this uh, couple of gay fellers in L.A. who bought brand new Soleil bicycles or modern hipster bikes, as he puts it. They got helmets. They got accessories. Then they realized, hey, it's dangerous as hell to ride around on a bike in L.A. (laughs) So they never use them anymore. Did I buy anything during the pandemic that I shouldn't? I don't know. I buy so many things I shouldn't have. I'm not sure the pandemic stands out. Yeah, I would have to think about it. I love this next one. I hate my air fryer, one woman told me. She'd heard it would be useful for everything. But beyond frozen french fries, she doesn't see the point. When I reheat a pizza slice, the air blows it upside down. It's loud. It's hard to clean. It's a giant bulbous appliance that takes up half my counter, and it freaks my dog out. The day I realized my toaster has a convection setting was the day I realized I'd been had. (laughs) That's funny. Yes, Michael. I love my air fryer. We use it. All the time. Yeah, that's the first person I've ever heard saying bad things about an air but fryer. But Don't but, buy an air fryer. Buy a toaster oven that has 11 settings, including air fryer. Okay. Then there's this guy, Alex, who works in a, a hospital in Florida, as if you care. Amid his pandemic buys, many of which he's been able to get rid of, were a Peloton bike, a PlayStation 5, and an iPad. Only the iPad remains. A couple of his friends were able to buy boats. You couldn't find a boat for a while. Right. Uh, they were out on their boat two or three times a week. Now it's once a month since they're back at the office. I uh, Maybe I should look into buying some of that exercise equipment people are unloading, deciding they didn't want to uh, use. Of course, what do I need with more exercise equipment? I've got a an elliptical that's been used three times. How many years have I had it? <laughs> eight, eight years? I tell you what, if you're measuring in years and you've used it three times, it doesn't matter what the answer is. But it's pretty extraordinary. It might be eight years. No, I moved it from that other house. No, it's more like ten years. I've had an elliptical for ten years that I've used three times. And it weighs like 9,000 pounds or something. It's oh, just yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, there's the, I, I guess look the at one... it every day when I walk in the living room. Hello, Mr. Elliptical Machine. Maybe I'll be seeing see you later, that. but probably not. <laughs> Boy, it's probably, you know, just short of being in, like, the top five longest relationships of your life. Exactly. Top ten, certainly. Exactly, and I'm not tending to it well either, so it'll probably you, go away. You know, if there's one lesson to be taken from any of this stuff, and by the way, if you bought a bike and you used it a fair amount for two years and now you don't anymore, don't kick yourself. That's fine, but everybody, including the media announces that changes are permanent. Nothing will ever be the same. All the time. Generally, they go back to being pretty much the same. Right. Or change again in a different way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The only constant is change, Jack. Back to you. (laughs) If you missed an hour of the Armstrong and Getty show, you can get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Back to you. Armstrong and Getty. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. 
Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Ian Bremmer tweeted about China, which is a story that I'm really following closely. I look at the headlines now and then on stuff like Trump this or that or January 6th or whatever, but I regularly follow closely lots of opinions on China because that could change the world overnight. Um, Pelosi's trip allowed China's military to rehearse for a future war. It pushes China's leaders to draw new red lines. And raises doubts about Taiwan's long-term stability. But yeah, it gave them an excuse to train for their probable invasion in a way that they might not have been able to do as easily before. They're full-on still doing it, by the way. China, as we speak, still doing the full live ammo war games that is basically a run-through of an invasion of Taiwan. They said they were going to end it over the weekend. It continues today. Taiwan has started doing their own live fire war games, firing out into the sea, not at the Chinese, but uh, both sides would just have to, like, turn their direction a little bit, and the war would be on. 
wow, while you're standing there in the, uh, you know, the main street of your old west town, intentionally shooting like next to the other guy, you're pretty, you're coming pretty close to conflict. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that's just crazy behavior. Uh, and, it, you know, it's funny. I was checking the New York Times and the Washington Post just to see what they were saying about it as we were getting ready to do the segment. And the stories are buried. I mean, way, way, way buried. They, they went pretty big on it the other day um, just because it's so clearly a Chinese rehearsal for blockading, invading Taiwan, whatever. It probably blockading it um, because they don't want to wreck it like Russia's done to Crimea. That wouldn't do them any good. At least it would take a hundred years to rebuild it. Um, with some interesting coverage I'd like to get to if we can. At some point, John Bolton actually wrote an article for National Review in which I thought he was pretty even-handed um, about how Nancy Pelosi's visit just that was an excuse, and they they would have come up with another one. Yeah, you, what what you said yesterday—that's clearly the end of the conversation for me. Okay, that gave them... But if if they want to invade, they're going to come up with a reason. And Nancy Pelosi going or not is not going to change that. It did them a favor, but in in kind of a... It might have put it off by a week. Right. Or two weeks away. And I think she's a lying, thieving degenerate. So don't get don't mistake me for some sort of Nancy Pelosi apologist. But she is but she is right about this when she was on the ground in Taiwan and she is wagging her finger and lecturing. We're not going to let the, the the Chinese Communist Party tell us where we can and can't go. Freaking a right. Yeah, amen to that. But in terms of what's actually going on now, we have a handful of uh, of uh, tapes for you. Why don't we start with sixty, Michael? This is Amy Kellogg on Fox News. Two, three, four. This was supposed to have stopped Sunday, but China decided to carry on its extensive military exercises around and over Taiwan, leaving people wondering what Beijing's endgame is, as China all but simulates an invasion of the self-governing democracy it claims it owns. How worried are you about the situation in Taiwan? Because China is kind of keeping a bit of a grip around the whole island now. I'm not worried, but I'm concerned that they're moving as much as they are, but I don't think they're going to do anything more. I was just thinking, what if if, if China um, launched an attack, like killing, you know, Taiwan, Taiwanese citizens, and we're sinking one of our ships, obviously the war is on, but what if they just announced... One of our ships? Yeah. Or, yeah well, yeah, because okay. I've been reading a lot of David French, who's a military guy, writes for the Dispatch, says, it would be malpractice if you're going to invade Taiwan and your first move is not to sink some of our ships, because we're the clearest deterrent for you pulling that off. But obviously that, that would be my only quibble with that is that assumes that we would intercede. Right. Exactly. Which was what I was getting to with. the. Okay. What if they don't fire a shot? What if they just announce, OK, our ships are staying here. So then we have to fire the first shots. Hmm. And would we? We're just staying here. We now, this is blockaded. Nothing's coming in and out of here unless we say so. That's China. China says that. Yeah. Uh Because they've got the ships in place already. Right. uh, So we would have to fire the first shots. You better move. We're not moving. We're going to sink their ships? 
Unless they literally ring Taiwan with ships, which would take a hell of a lot of ships, we could go between their ships without sinking them. I hate to question your military analysis. Okay, but. so it would still put it on them to fire the first shot, then. Right, they'd say nobody can come. Nobody can go to Taiwan. We'd say, yeah, we are is the thing. Okay, and we would just sail past them and and say, shoot if you want. Of course, you know, Whew, boy, that's some high stakes. <clears throat> yeah, I'd say it is, and I think it's probably coming down the line. Right. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, give me sixty-one, Michael. Why not? It has been days of unprecedented shows of live fire force by China's People's Liberation Army. For the first time, missiles fired over Taiwan and an effective blockade. All of this in response to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to the island nation last week, which President Biden was asked about again today. To what we were just talking about, this just breaking Navy warships, U.S. Navy warships, will make another passage through the Taiwan Strait next week, despite Chinese naval exercises. So that's exactly what we were just talking about. China is saying we got these exercises going on. We're going to say, sorry, you can't stop traffic through there, so we're going to go on through. And basically saying what you just said, fire if you want. Yeah, yeah. Wow! I would absolutely love to see it uh, a coordinated exercise between us and the other powers in the region. I mean, I want to see Australian ships in there and uh, and and Japanese ships and Filipino pleasure boats or, I mean, just whatever. It's got to be a multilateral. Let's have the Brits. They used to have a decent Navy. Let's have them show up. Um, the, the Italians could send a gondola, whatever. But we've got to have the entire world say, no, these are international waters, and we're going to sail them. It's a nice day for sailing. We're going to go sail. Yeah, okay. Well, it's going to play have out. We have to. Going to play out just the way we're talking about next week, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I want to get to the whole uh, companies apologizing to the U.S. thing. Why don't we? This is Madison Allworth in clip number 63. How galling is this crap? Some American companies are making adjustments and apologizing to keep China happy. Apple has asked suppliers to ensure that shipments of their products from Taiwan to China comply with Chinese regulations, that they're labeled as being made in either Taiwan, China or Chinese Taipei. Meanwhile, Mars Wrigley, the parent company of M&M and Snickers, has now apologized for a Snickers product launch. The company released a limited edition bar and said it would only be available in the countries of South Korea, Malaysia, and Taiwan. After Chinese social media users were angered that Mars Wrigley called Taiwan a country, the company apologized. In a statement published on social media website Weibo, the company said, quote, Mars Wrigley respects China's national sovereignty and territorial integrity and conducts its business operations in strict compliance with local Chinese laws and regulations. I'm so tired of the whole one China dance. Yeah, we I, recognize China's sovereignty, but it's an independent system. So, uh, er, and in fact, I asked uh, uh, Hanson for some tape of uh, crackpot musical genius Roger Waters of Pink Floyd, who did an interview the other day with uh, I think it was uh, Michael Smirconish. Who he was saying China's right; they do own Taiwan. Everybody knows it, and Russia's right; it's NATO's fault. Putin's right to invade uh, Ukraine. So, Roger, you're dead to me, you he, freaking crackpot. He, he called Biden a war criminal. 
Yeah, yeah. He calls freaking everybody a war criminal. Why would anybody care what a guitar player thinks anyway? More importantly, the folks who make M&Ms kowtowing to the communist Chinese, honey, sweetheart, I'm talking to my wife, get rid of all the M&Ms in the house right now. We ate too damn many chocolate, uh, dark chocolate M&Ms. You ever had the dark chocolate? I have. They're good. I don't eat milk chocolate because I'm not a child, Uh, but the dark (laughs) chocolate M&Ms, oh. You won't eat milk chocolate? No. No, it's way too sweet. That's a child's chocolate. <laughs> I love milk chocolate. And it's, it's, it's well, good there that you, you go. And it's good that you take a stance like that because it's important to have very strong opinions on things like this. Oh, I, I, there is zero uh, fudge room, no pun intended, on my stance on chocolate. <laughs> you can't say fudge and then say no pun intended. And yet I did. So there it is. <laughs> Sailing the seas of logic, in spite of your objection. Henry really likes the caramel M&M's. We went into the convenience store the other day, and he said, Give me your finest caramel M&M's. <laughs> because he is a... He is a child. A child. But there the dark go. chocolate Actually, M&M's... That sounds good. Yeah, they're good. Uh, dark chocolate is very, very good. Oh, back what about to the pretzel-y ones? Have you had those? No, I tweeted out a picture of the new Reese's peanut butter cups that have potato chips inside them. Have you seen that? Uh, just in your tweet... Uh, I got to admit, potato chips inside the Reese's peanut butter cup. Now, um, uh, not everybody apparently knew that potato chips and peanut butter are a thing. My son now and then has a peanut butter and potato chip sandwich. I make them, so they're they're a thing. Kids like them. What I couldn't understand is how do you keep the because you got to eat it right away or the potato chips get soggy. How do they keep the potato chip crispy inside of a peanut butter cup that was probably manufactured two years ago? That's troubling to me. Something hocus pocus is going on there. Yeah. I mean, because there's like oil in the peanut butter. Right. And it's all it's super gooey. So something yeah. untoward is happening. Something unnatural. To keep the potato chip crispy inside the peanut butter cup. Young Alex, our behind the scenes producer, wants my stance on white chocolate. <laughs> I do. I think white chocolate is white supremacy. I won't have it. <laughs> It's, part of our, mm. it's a part of systemic racism. Uh, white chocolate is not actually chocolate. It's not? No. What is it? I don't know. It's pretty good. It's a floor wax. It's a dessert topping. Oh, you know what white chocolate is good on, even though it's not chocolate? On pretzels. That is such a good dessert. Judy makes that at Christmas time sometimes. Sure. Dips them pretzels into white chocolate. Oh, if please. I, I could bring this back to something important briefly. The impending world war, Yes. I heard that story, too, and my immediate reaction is the Mars Corporation, you know, apologizing, whatever. I don't like it at all. But we are both Republican and Democrat White Houses have been doing this forever. They do this all the time when pushed. That whole stupid one China dance. Yeah. And yeah. we'd like to restate that we believe China, blah, blah, blah. We, we do. They, you know, both administrations have done it for years. And so... A for-profit candy company saying, well, that's the U.S. freaking policy. Why is it outlandish for me to say it? We just barely have time to squeeze in James Carafano from the Heritage Foundation commenting on that. Uh, Go ahead, Michael, with 64. Mars Wrigley is not alone. All of these companies have all in recent years apologized to China. And most use the same phrase, that they respect and uphold China's sovereignty and territorial integrity. But experts warn that these attempts to stay in China's good graces could actually create bigger problems. When people apologize to, to uh, Beijing, they think they're ameliorating conflict. 
but what they're actually doing is emboldening the Chinese, and the Chinese will just get more aggressive next yes. time. So if you're a company doing business in China and you find yourself constantly apologizing to the Chinese, thinking, well, that gets that off the table, it's only going to get worse, and you're actually your business is going to be more at risk. Yeah, I think this this is short-lived. I think uh, U.S. companies will not be apologizing for much longer. I think the tide is turning so quickly. Right, right. You had a revolution. The commies took over the mainland. The non-commies got Taiwan. All right, quit with your one China crap. Nobody believes it. It's it's just silly. Mm-hmm. Although it's you know the policy of the world for decades. Yep, yep. Uh, you can comment anytime on our text line, which is four one five two nine five KFTC. Much more on the way. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In our nation's 246-year history, there has never been an individual who is a greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump. He tried to steal the last election using lies and violence to keep himself in power after the voters had rejected him. He is a coward. 
A real man wouldn't lie to his supporters. He lost his election and he lost big. I know it, he knows it, and deep down, I think most Republicans know it. Wow, that's unequivocal. That's Vice President Dick Cheney in a new video that's out. His daughter is about to lose to another Republican. She's getting primaried and is certainly going to lose because she, uh, even though she is among the most conservative members of our entire federal government, Based on her voting record, she's going to lose. Anyway, Dick Cheney, uh, not uh, mincing words there at all. How interesting is this time we live in? You have the former two-term vice president of the same party saying the guy who's got a chance to be president again for your party is the biggest threat Mm -hmm. to America, while the current sitting president, nobody in his party wants him to run again. Yeah. Wow. And Trump's uh, compound Mar-a-Lago being searched, raided, whatever you want to call it. Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit more next hour, if you can stay tuned. If you can't, just grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Mm. Uh, You know, I just... uh, Go ahead. Do you Um, want it to be easier or harder to vote? An interesting survey on that. And what it's like to try to take an electric car on a long trip. All in hour four of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Wow, sounds like an excited and exciting and multifaceted hour of radio. So uh, join us, won't you? Uh, so um, Burr, uh, John Bolton wrote an interesting piece about the whole uh, Pelosi-Taiwan situation. And I'm going to skip a bunch of it, but uh, he says Pelosi's Taiwan trip didn't create problems, but instead exposed what has long been obvious or should have been about China's growing menace. Ironically, Beijing has unwittingly provided Washington an opportunity to initiate or accelerate much needed policy directions ignored during this and prior administrations. Here's here's his point. And this is a point that's been made many times, but it really it must be made. First, political risk factors in business and economic affairs are not back. They never went away, although all too many U.S. businesses disregarded them. Now, however, it is the time to reconsider existing and potential capital expenditures in and supply chain reliance on China and seek alternatives. Not least among the possibilities are relocating assets to the United States and the Western Hemisphere, not to just reduce political risk, but to enhance security for intellectual property, increase increase supply chain resilience, lower transport costs, etc. Yeah. We've got to recognize. You know, I was trying to come up with a, a, a saying because it used to be I'd said my one goal in life is to get into a book of quotations. There's something like Joe Getty once said. It's my one goal in life to get into a book of quotations. That's funny. Um, by the time you're at, I have to, you might be past, I can. Oof. It's close. That's Needs pretty another good. half hour in the oven. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's pretty good, though. I see where you're going with that. Well, yeah, at the point that we have to unplug our economy and our supply chains from China, we could be screwed for a long time. How silly is it in retrospect, the way we looked at the world? We just we just assumed everybody was coming along for the ride that the United States has been on for the last 70 years. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to modernize and democratize and is just carried about you know only cares about uh, the business and moving forward and blah 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 just ignoring the history of the world as we allow all the most important stuff our drugs the 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 computer chips for everything we need to do to be made on the other side of the world right next to our number one enemy crazy right. in retrospect 
Well, we got seduced by that whole, yeah, we want to be your buddy. Just uh, Oh, my gosh. I was just reading the other day about how Bill Clinton and the Clinton administration went way outside the law to sell uh, sensitive military technology to China during the height of, and the height of it lasted decades, the height of, if we just engage with them, they'll be our buddies. Both parties believed it. Both parties acted like it. And we've just screwed ourselves completely. Bolton mentions that Xi Jinping has totally abandoned the old philosophy of hide your strengths, bide your time. She just said recently, a military force is built to fight. Our military must regard combat readiness as the goal for all its work and focus on how to win when it's called upon. And he's talking about the United States right there. So the idea that we're going to, well, let's let's apologize for another several years to to the Chinese communists for offending them and, and stay completely invested in them economically. Maybe it'll all come out okay. So who are you people who think like that? Well, I guess you have billions of dollars already invested and you can't stand the fact that you've screwed up. Wow. If you miss an hour of this show ever... You can get it in podcast form wherever you get podcasts. It's called Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Just search for it. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between, like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's beyond zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our beyond zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyond zero.